Welcome back to the DNA Pest Control Podcast. In today's episode, because we skipped one, we skipped a month, and we put it out late. What was it? Trivial. What is it? Q and A. Q and A. It's coming to you on time this month. On time. On time. On time, and actually, some good questions. Yes. I do like it. So, let's see. Which question should I throw at you first? Start from the top. Okay. Um, I don't think we answered this guy's question. We never um, responded. He did send it a little bit ago. Okay. Um, So I caught it in the messages, and so now I'm going to throw it out there. Ask away. So uh, this guy said, hello and good evening. I uh, wanted to say just found the podcast and I've listened to a couple episodes and love it. Anyway, um, I'm just getting back into pest control after 10 years. Any advice you can give or online training vids or books to read? It's been a while. want to brush up on my knowledge again and be ready to go. Just want to be the best tech I can be. Don't have to answer this on the podcast. Well, too bad. We're here, buddy. We're here. So what would you tell him? I would tell him there's a lot, a lot of different ways you can learn. Mm-hmm. I think that some people get really focused on the hands-on side of training or the ride-along. Some people associate too much with the like class-style training videos that you may present or have when you first bring on a new employee, I know we use the termite Terry stuff to kind of get people ready for branch two in yep. combination of actual classes and then ride alongs. Biggest thing, keep an open mind because mm-hmm. even when I started a year and a half ago to now, it's always changing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And picking people's brains, whether it's good information or it's bad information, the more knowledge you go out and try to seek, the more value you're going to add to yourself and the better you're going to feel about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where I assume, you know, somebody is like a number two at a company or they are like a master and I'm starting to go through trial and error and I ask them and I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't sound like it's right. But I can, because I've done a lot of research and I've put myself through trial and error, I can make that decision for myself now at this point where I'm at, which is yeah. huge. Yeah. And the big thing with that is when you are going through that trial and error or you do hear that from a specific person that you're, you know, you're picking their brain or they are, they have more, you know, time in the industry. Big thing that I would always do is you have knowledge from whatever you've done. You've been a tech for 10 years. You understand that you've been, you haven't been in tech for 10 years and you're out of it, right? You jump in, you ask a new guy, do the research on your own and check it out mm-hmm. because you're right. Everything changes. Everything changes quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just went through all of our SDS books. Oh yeah. And we had to update them, mm-hmm. right? Because we had old SDS sheets, yeah. you know? So, and I'll, and I'll jump in and I'll give you a list of actually where you can get a lot of information, but, um, you know, piggybacking off what you're saying though is do the research on your own, find out what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. 
uh, go to the product, read the product label. That's a huge, huge, huge huge one because that's going to be the law. And you get to know what products specifically you can treat for, what insects you can treat for with that product. And it will tell you how to treat for that specific pest. It still surprises me. All you have a product that we use on a daily basis, and I'm actually reading the label, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know I could treat for this insect light in this area with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I've been using it for a year. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, well, I was told, I even had podcasts that I came out and said, there's no product that would treat for springtail. Mm-hmm. Because someone told me there's no product that would treat for springtail. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's not true. There's products that you can use that you can use to treat springtail, hmm. right? So you got to do the research on your own. you yeah. got to learn it on your own. doesn't matter how long the guys have been in the industry, how knowledgeable they are. Yeah. You know, even when someone tells me something, it's where did you, where did you see it? Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting you, yeah. but I want to know so that I can go and read it too. Mm-hmm. And I can go see it because now I, I trust you. But if I can go read that label and see it, mm-hmm. well, now I have I have obtained that knowledge on my own, yeah. not just because you told me. Yeah. It's I actually got to go listen. I got to go read it. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. Whatever it was, I saw it. Yeah. So now I got that knowledge, and I can now tell people, no, no, no. I know not because Aaron told me. It's I know because I went and read it, mm-hmm. and now I know. That's so funny, dude. I do the same thing when you tell me stuff. The only person I don't do that for is John Woodward at uh, Geotech. It's the only person I, and I shouldn't, I should still do my own research, but not that I'm skeptical of anybody else, but it's like you said, I want to fully understand it. Like I ask you in the heat of the moment, hey, there's this pest in this area. I treated for it two weeks ago with this. What should I use? And you tell me, I'm like, cool, I'm gonna get it done. And then after I'm going through as to like, why was that the best decision? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's some things you're not going to learn that's not on a label. Mm-hmm. You ran into it, you're like, dude, the bait's gone. Like, <laughs> it didn't work. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, the, you know, the they're moving the bait or they're getting rid of it, you know. So some experiences, you jump in and you start to see, you know, it's a, hey, no, no, no. In the past, this is what's happened. Um, so this is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it is because yeah. it may not be. But this is what's happened. Sure. So that this is a good possibility. Yeah. And then you go and say, okay, okay, now I'm going to look at it a little bit different. And then I can start, you know, then you can start changing stuff accordingly to sure. what my past has done. So going to a tech is a great one, um, especially going into experiences of where do you find this specific past? Mm-hmm. You know, that is, most likely you're not going to be able to read online or find somewhere or even be necessarily in a book. Yeah. You know, cause some stuff, it can change so much. Even the lady, the bed bug lady I was talking to, she was all upset and then she's throwing out information. I'm like, Hey, hold on, hold on <laughs> just a minute. Mm-hmm. They can lay dormant, but hold on. Yeah. There's a lot of factors into that. Mm-hmm. So when you jump to a conclusion and you want to say, well, they can produce 40 babies, a German cockroach. They can. That does not mean they are. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on a lot of factors. Okay. Yeah. So pull yourself back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of droppings in your attic. You have 56 rats. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
each one can produce a lot on a daily basis. Yeah. So how do you know there's 56 rats up there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the thing that people have to understand. So going in and, and asking questions to text, but I'll say go to PCT. PCT is a magazine. You can go there. It's online. There's actually an episode 100% focused on that question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So for this guy who's jumping back in, you can go listen to that episode, and it will literally give you everything that yeah. we know of. Um, your local ag department or structural pest control board should have a lot of stuff online that you can click on reading the rules and regs is another great place anyway you know it's it may not help you do better at your job specifically to take care of a pest but at least he's going to give you the knowledge of what you need to do and how to do it Mm -hmm. and how to do it legally yeah um you can go to npma you can become a member they have a lot of study guides there's a lot of stuff behind that um WC, no, N-W-O-A-C. There it is. Is that right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, anyway, that's the wildlife, guys. Um, That's another good one. That's going to be good for rodents. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, specialty stuff. Um, More intense animals outside of that is is where you can go to them. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones. I think you hit it on the head. I think in this industry, you yeah. have to go to those like industry specific sources. Cause believe me, I am a huge advocate for the YouTube thing. Like YouTube was like my dad growing up, like teaching me how to tie my tie. Yeah, you you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But for something that's this specific, you want credible information. Yeah. Pest posse. Pest they posse. put out videos. Yep. You can go, you can, you can watch those videos. Um, we've, we actually had them on, on mm-hmm. the podcast. Um, we gotta we gotta link up with them and actually set something up where we're we're doing you know we're jumping on on their stuff, uh, but they're putting out a lot of good content. They have some I think books even. Yeah. Uh, NPMA has actually a field route or a field rep. Um, I'm trying to remember a technician handbook. Yeah. So it's literally giving you. They have a commercial handbook. Um, gosh, they, I mean, there's so many now uh, that you can do, and there's so many other books terrible read i mean they're horrible <laughs> pest boss is pretty good no i mean the books that like technician handbook oh, oh yeah yeah no no no. I, very terrible i mean horrible okay. slow you're gonna suffer through every second of reading that yeah. thing but it, they're out there we, they have them you can jump on that stuff and learn a lot from it mm-hmm. um you know so there there is actually from when i started and i probably just didn't know they existed to today there's a lot there is. There's a lot. I didn't know about it then, but there, there's so much. But the basic one that is literally free, label. Oh, and you can find that for free on Do My Own or Do Your Own. What is it called? The website? Do Your Own. Do My Own. Do My Own or Do Your Own. Whatever it is. Look it up. Yeah. You Google it. Okay. <laughs> Google will know. They'll guide you. Um, but if you do go to the website, Every product that you can use on your truck, they typically have on there anyway. They can sell it. Uh, they have to have the label, the product label, and they have to have the SDS on there. Oh, yeah. You know, so you can go in, you can type in Alpine WSG, it's going to pop right up. You can go into the label, you can read it. So even if you haven't started as a tech yet, you can still go on and read an entire label yeah. and l- read how do you spray it. Now, all the little techniques of using a B&G in a backpack sprayer, 
you're going to have to actually get one and yeah and and play with it sure and talk to someone who has used it yeah. uh so. anything else you want to add on that one no i think that's good and i hope that answers your question I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. <laughs> Always message back in, though, if you want some more clarification. <laughs> there you go. We'll get you on the next one. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Okay. This question was, hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. I'm All great, right. too. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. They, yeah. Leaving Aaron out of it. What <laughs> a okay. jerk. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're on to the next question. No, I'm just joking. That was, <laughs> <Yeah>. not, the, <laughs> that was not the full question. Um, so this one is interesting. So they are from another country. So thank you for listening and sending us this question. This is awesome. Uh, it was, we have spent the last three weeks cleansing the house. So I'm assuming they translated this. So it may be kind of funky. So I'll do my best. Um, we moved out of the house and into tents and someone has a camper van. We cleaned all the bedding at 60 degrees. Celsius. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's Fahrenheit. Is that like 120, 130 something? Yeah, it's got to be up there. It's like a little bit more than double or a little bit less than double. I don't think there's a good mathematical way to look at it because I get confused on it. 100 degrees Celsius is 212 Fahrenheit. 100 degrees Celsius is boiling point. So it's like a little bit over two times. So if they're doing 60 degrees, they said? Well, but zero is 32. All right, we need some help, guys. <laughs> guys, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're thinking of like kilometers or kilos. No, dude, 100 degrees Celsius is boiling point, but zero degrees Celsius is freezing. You're right. So I don't know how the math is on that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It is zero to 100, but yeah. anyways, that, sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So I, I am assuming it is Celsius though. So 60 has got to be Celsius and that is 40 or close to 40. I think it's like 40 to 42 um, is 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 60s up there it's hot mm. that's actually probably over 120 yeah i bet it's like 140 150 okay um we're gonna that's gonna be the next question i'm getting the calculator <laughs> there go we on. go okay while you're looking it up um okay so they cleaned out the the camper van um bedding everything at 60 degrees celsius and have been sp- uh, spreading diatomaceous earth uh we thought we had uh the problem resolved the situation and now two girls in the camper van have been bitten and have bed bugs. So they were talking about bed bugs mm-hmm. this whole time. Uh, I'm living in a regeneration project community right now in Portugal. I just listened to your podcast and would love to know which products you would recommend. Thank you a million times. Okay. Well, you know, I go back. It's not... God, this is going to sound rude either way. However I say it. Say it. it, It's not necessarily about the products. It's all about the process. You know, it doesn't matter what you're using. All pesticides are going to work against the bed bugs. You know, now if they're resistant to a pyrethroid, then you got to look for a different chemical. But it's all about how you're spraying it and how, where you're spraying it. How in depth are you? So you brought that into the camper van and you pulled them out of tents or whatever it may be. How did it get in there in the first place? Mm -hmm. So someone did not clean their clothes. Someone did not prepare well enough. And now they're getting bitten in the camper van. So whatever you did, it did not. The process was not good enough. Yeah. Right. 
product wise. I don't know what products are in Portugal. Yeah, but like you said, it doesn't matter though. It doesn't. But they want an answer. <laughs> yeah, they, they want so they so. want to tell they want us to tell them something that they can go buy in the store today and like fix everything. And it just doesn't work that way. No, in a good product, I mean, if you want a a very low risk product that's going to be effective and it's going to kill them quickly, you know, you're just going to have to reapply and reapply and reapply. But then you're not going to be sleeping in chemicals. Mm-hmm. Is Sterifab? It's an alcohol. Yeah. You could actually go probably just buy rubbing alcohol and spray it. Is yeah. it going to stink? Yes, it's going to yeah. stink. Let it air out. But any bed bug you hit with that, it's going to die. How do you feel about the diatomaceous earth? What's your take on that? Uh, don't don't use it. So I've heard in the past it was good. I was doing some research on it. Apparently it, from what I was reading, it could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It helps break down like that wax coating over them. So it makes them a little bit more susceptible to pesticides no not no what does that mean what what does it do um okay everyone out there don't quote me on this Mm -hmm. i'm not i am not liable for what i'm about to say Mm -hmm. someone's here in this room with a gun to my head yeah (laughs) making me say this stuff no it's yeah (laughs) no so this is going from past episodes that we did with uh, actually people who make chemicals so there's modes of action with each chemical. Yeah. So as the mode of action, it could be ingestion, right? So they're going to eat it and then it affects them that way. It's going to get onto their, their, their body. And then they typically clean themselves, which is ingesting it. Right. Mm-hmm. Another way is they're breathing it in because insects don't have lungs like we do. So what they do is their entire body fluctuates and moves and it gets forced in. The air gets forced into their body. Like we have veins. We have a heart. It pumps. Blood goes, you know, we get the oxygen and then it disperses throughout. An insect doesn't have that. So what they're doing is they're expanding their body and all that air is getting forced into their body and that's how it's getting dispersed Mm. is every time they breathe, it's getting sucked in. So diatomaceous earth, this was a one class that I did take at Pest World, I think two years, in Boston. I think we, I did it, is they talked about different dusts, and it cuts their, it does cut that wax coating, so their exoskeleton, but what it does, it, it dehydrates them. That's how it kills them. Oh, I thought it was to break down the uh, pesticide resistance when they can build up a little bit more of that wax layer. No, 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 no. So the wax layer, at least from my understanding, isn't what's making it resistant. It's their metabolism. So they're they're able to actually, there was another study they've done. So any insect that is essentially immune now mm-hmm. to a certain product, one, it can actually it does what it does. It attacks the nervous system, right? But they can, they, uh, what's the word for it? They essentially can break the chemical down. So they may look dead on the ground. Mm-hmm. They'll be upside down, legs all messed up. And you're like, ah, yes, it worked. And then the next day you could walk out and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, maybe something else came and ate it, right? Like something happened, but we don't think about it. No, they could have actually digested it and came back to life. Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually die. They were more yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. Um, but then their body got it out of their system. They were just sick. Yeah. They got better and they walked off. Yeah. So that's what can happen. But the diatomaceous earth, the dry on dust that we use, things like that, 
that is just to cut the exoskeleton so that they dehydrate because insects that's the only way they can retain water is through that exoskeleton exoskeleton. Uh uh-huh that makes a ton of sense yep so you cut that exoskeleton they can't retain that water they die they dehydrate yeah and that was a big thing that they were saying is dehydration you will kill an insect yeah 100 percent. yeah dead they can't come back from that that's why everyone loves diatomaceous earth plus it's just what is it limestone or something like that yeah i'm gonna go to some of these bed bug estimates and it's like it looks like it snowed in the house you're like is this a problem and i'm like no it shouldn't be an issue and i because i go over don't buy the bed bug bombs in between treatments don't do anything crazy i'm like you already sprinkle it all over your house just leave it you know and i don't know whether it's like in portugal but if they're in a camper van dude that thing's got to heat up every single day to 100 plus degrees in the sun and it's going to cook those bed bugs Mm -hmm. so side note yes 60 degrees celsius is 140 degrees fahrenheit which is more than hot enough to destroy them yes it is yeah yeah more than hot enough yeah absolutely um so going back to it is diet the other oh yeah so going back to dust if you are using the diatomation of the earth earth the other thing is is how much like you said it snowed there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) if it's a very very light snow Mm -hmm. because you go to someone's house okay or your ball goes over a fence and there's a massive line of cactuses right on the other side of that fence that go like three feet deep mm-hmm. you walking through that i'm gonna buy a new ball you're gonna buy a new I'm ball. knock on the front door I'm not, going, I'm not going through that you're not going over it right now if there was one every two or three feet and you could kind of crawl under it would you do that i'd wing it yeah yeah of course you would you'd probably get stabbed a little bit but you're worth it yeah totally worth it you look at it and say yeah i could do that i i see what you're going with that insects are the same way so people even with the dusters they put too much dust into outlets you know or they're putting too much dust around Mm -hmm. you know you got that freaking like devil salt line right that you're doing a circle it's a mountain yeah they're not going to go through it so congratulations, you just put a giant, you know, cactus ring around your bed. Mm-hmm. They're already on your bed. <laughs> it's not going to kill them. Yeah. Because they're not, even if they came off of your bed. They're not going anywhere. They're not going through it. They're not, I mean, insects are dumb. They're not that dumb. Yeah. You know, we have to get creative. That's why we come out with scentless products, scented yeah. products, the diatomaceous earth, how you do it, how you're placing it. Yeah. Those are all factors into it where a lot of techs don't understand that, you know, and I'm, I don't think this person's an actual technician. They probably are just looking for information. Mm-hmm. Um, but the products you're going to use, any aerosols, anything like that, get a little bit more creative, look up the active ingredients, yeah. spray it where it needs to be sprayed. You're going on bed seams. You're doing those things. If you have diatomaceous earth, there's nothing wrong with that, but it needs to be a very, very light. Yeah. I did want to touch before we, I hope this answers your question. Thank you for messaging it from Portugal. But I also want to touch when you look up, what is the best product to use for bed bug? You're going to get a few different answers. Maybe all of them are going to work. Maybe none of them are going to work. Actually, you let's, know. let's look it up. Let's do that. And while you're yeah. doing that, I'm thinking about our experience with the, new apartment that we're just starting to get into right with the bed bug issue Mm -hmm. so sorry mgk we can have you guys on if you don't like this but we got there and the apartment manager was saying their previous 
pest control company was using Crossfire all day. Crossfire is like a bed bug specific. I don't know if it's a pyrethroid or not. I have to do more research on it, but yeah, we went through that experience. Then we went to pest world to learn more about bed bugs and come to find Crossfire, that product. It's not a bad product. It's actually great for bed bugs. How they were doing it was horrible. Mm-hmm. They did, I think it was like five, six, different treatments, couple rounds of treatments and just lightly spritzing this stuff over them, just creating this monster army of, you know, crossfire resistant bed bugs. And of course customers are going to get pissed off. You know what I mean? Of course that's going to happen. But my point is there's not always one, like one thing solves it all. You're going to have to get creative. You have to do multiple things. If it is an ongoing issue, you have to rotate your pesticides a little bit, you know, using the um, mechanical intervention, by yeah. getting a shop vac or a HEPA vac, mm-hmm. vacuuming up as much as you can, making sure you create that trailer as your safe space. You're not reintroducing them. You have clothes ready, but there's tons of things you can do. Yeah, it's not, don't don't think the go-to is a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right, you know, the Crossfire may be really good, but how you're using it, it sucks. Yeah. You know, so now I've always heard of Crossfire and I've always heard it sucks. Yeah. But now I know it's it's not that the product necessarily sucks. It's because the person who is using it sucks. The applicator sucked. The applicator sucked, right? So I looked up the best products that you can use. So this is for, you know, for this person. You want to guess? Is Bedlam up there? On this one, no. Really? This is best reviews. Okay, what you got? This one is Crossfire came in um, at number one. Okay. Eco Raider came in at number two. And we use Eco Raider. Uh, Bed Bug Killer from Harris. I uh, don't know anything about it. It looks like you can buy it at Home Depot. Um, so probably not a good one. Um, Ortho Home Defense Max Bed Bug. Okay, this is one thing that you guys have to understand. You want to go to a go-to product. Understand this. Ortho Home Defense, Harris Bed Bug Killer. It is already a pre-mixed product to the legal limit that you can use. Mm -hmm. So be aware of that. It is not, it it just, just be very aware of that. I'm just going to throw that out there. I won't go too in depth on those, but just remember they're already going to calm this down to really a bit bare minimum for you. Um, I'll give you one more. This one, once again, number one, 9.6 exceptional MGK, Crossfire. You're welcome, MGK. They came in again. Um, there is a hot shot bed bug treatment kit for insects. What's in that kit? I, well, I, I don't know why would they would say bed bug treatment kit for insects. Yeah. And bed bugs. <laughs> bed, bugs. <laughs> yeah. bed bugs are insects. Yeah. If you, if nobody knew. Um, or the home defense, uh, uh, Max bed bug. That's another one. Harris bed bug. Um, safer home. Oh, Diatomaceous Earth uh, oh, is on there. Made the list. Uh-huh. Ecovenger is on here. I've never heard of that one. Um, Raid is on here. Uh, bed Bug Killer, Diatomaceous Earth. It's just kind of a weird, it's like in a bag. Um, another Harris Bed Bug Killer. And then they have an ultrasonic pest control repeller. Don't even do that. Just don't. Mm-hmm. But... So there's, there's a few, yep. there, there's a few out there, but remember this, 
where. Yeah. Where are you treating? Are you treating everything? It's not about just cleaning the clothes and calling it good. It's where are you treating? How are you doing that? You know, you have your tent. They're in the tent. They were getting bit in the tent. That's okay. You know, but what are you doing to eliminate that? Are you vacuuming them up mm-hmm. from inside that tent? Yeah. That's what you need to do. Did you put that tent through the process of heating it up to kill all the eggs? Did you do that? Yeah. You know, because I know you can break down a tent. Now, I don't know how big this tent is, so you may not be able to do that and put it in a dryer, but it, it's little things like that is what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing in that process of eliminating it? Don't think there's a magical product out there that's going to eliminate bed bugs tomorrow. Yeah. It doesn't, they don't work that way. Um, Yes, they can lay dormant. No, they probably are not, you know, Um, but it's all about that reproductive cycle. And are you getting rid of them? Mm -hmm. You know, are you getting rid of the last female? You don't care about the males. Are you getting rid of the last female? So there's no more reproduction happening. That's it. That's all you, that's the whole goal of the bed bugs. Yeah. Can you get rid of that last? Okay. And then you're good. Hope that helps. I do too. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we move to the last question? Just to reiterate, there are tons of different ways to do it. Like if you gave us that scenario and gave us pictures and said, all right, Daniel, all right, Aaron, come up with two different treatments, two different pricing. We'd probably come up with two totally different things mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. You know, cause if I'm just from hearing that situation, I'd say, okay, find a spot. If you don't have like a big commercial washer dryer that you can separate stuff, Dude, get a spot that you can lay out a lot of the clothes you wear normally out. Let them cook. Make sure you have a couple changes of clothes. Vacuum everything every day. All the seams. Do an inspection. Everyone's coming in the house, stripping down, getting something new on. Mm -hmm. On top of that, if you don't want to use the more qualified or expensive products and you want to use the cheaper bed bug bombs, do it. But do it in combination with the dust, the diatomaceous earth, the mechanical intervention. You know what I mean? Like, Don't just re... Or don't just um, don't just think that it's just one thing's going to solve it. Yes, and there is actually a product they did not even put on there, which is a big go-to. And I don't know why they wouldn't, but actually, yes, I do. They're not pest control technicians doing it; they're just going off of what a customer review is, and customers don't know. Use an IGR, yeah, an insect growth regulator. No, it's not going to kill them, but it's going to make it so they can't reproduce. And if you can at least do that, mm-hmm. then you've just cut the life cycle. Now it's just the waiting game. Yep. Because if you go and treat the seams around your bed, if the label offers it and you can, well, they're just sitting in an IGR all day, all night. Swimming. Swimming in it. And then they can't reproduce. Eventually, yeah, you're still going to get bit, but they can't develop. Yeah. They're done at that point. Any new eggs that come out, guess what? They're screwed. It's done. So it doesn't matter anymore. So it's, once again... I could probably take care of a situation with one single product, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be very thorough and I'm going to be doing this treatment over and over and over and over and over. Bingo. You know, so that's just remember that when you're looking at it. Bingo. Um, Okay. Last question. Okay. This was one of the comments. uh, It looks like on one of our posts. So he said, do you worry about long-term health effects from being in the pest control industry? I'm a tech from Oklahoma and really enjoy what I do, but I find myself thinking about this a lot. Hmm. 
how do you want to answer this? Um, well, for me, of course, I think about my safety. Yeah. Am I losing sleep about it? Absolutely not. Because we emphasize PPE and protecting ourselves immensely from the start. Mm-hmm. It's always something I'm thinking about, especially when I'm doing fumigations or specialty treatments or I'm using stuff that I'm familiar with. Yeah. You know, I will, of course, I take those precautions. Mm-hmm. Am I worried about giving my family a hug when I get home? Well, maybe after I fumigate, I'll shower, but yeah, yeah, I'm but gonna, no. Yeah. The, the point is, it's like doing everything correctly. You're following the label. You're following your pesticide safety training, however that may yes. have looked. You're just fine. Yes. As long as you're doing it correctly and safely. Yes. So to add on to that, states outside of California are not as strict on PPE when it comes to chemicals. To what degree? Well, at least from what I've seen, and even California has its loophole, and I'll even say that, um, but they don't care as much. You don't need to wear long sleeves. You could wear shorts. So you are getting pesticides on you. They don't care. You know, do you have gloves on and safety glasses? Outside of that, there's not a big care for it. You know, some places don't even require gloves. And I've seen pictures of people posting and they're holding up their B&G with no glove on. See, I do care about it because I'm going to put my gloves on. And if I do touch a pesticide bottle that's been open and sitting in a back chem bin of a truck and I touch it because I'm moving it quickly, I go wash my hands immediately. I don't sit there and mess around with it and get it all over my hands. And eat lunch. And, yeah. Yeah, yes, and that's a big thing. I cringe every time I see someone grab their backpack sprayer with no gloves on. And I'm like, you know, and then like they just like hop in their truck and leave. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, dude, you didn't even wash your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, go wash your hands at least. He's driving away eating chips out of a bag. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he yeah. goes and grabs some snacks from the kitchen. He's like, hey, see you later, guys. I'm yeah. out of here. And it's like, no, dude. No, 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 no. You can't. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, so, no, no, I'm not worried about it either. Um, I'm not looking at the long-term effects because I'm not taking uh, shots of, you know, bifin at the end of the night. Um I am trying to protect myself. Yeah. I am trying to do everything I can not to be submersed in pesticides day after day after day. Mm-hmm. When I'm spraying and it's windy outside, I'm not spraying over my head and taking the risk of it coming back onto me. Yeah. I've had that happen. You know, I've been through these experiences to where I know. I've had customers, aren't you going to spray the eaves? No, it's too windy. Mm-hmm. Well, the other guy did it. I understand the other guy did it. It's against the law. I'm trying to tell you, I can't do it. And even if it's not, I'll lie to you because I don't want to take the risk. Exactly. <laughs> because yes, I do worry about it, but no. Um, and there is another cure-all for this. Yeah. For this guy out of Oklahoma. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Become the best person in your organization and you're not going to be doing tech work anymore because mm-hmm. they're going to put you in a different position. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's a really good way to put it. So if you're that worried, mm-hmm. put someone else in that position that doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> or on the other side of it, trying to play through some scenarios, what would you say to him if he 
let's say he's working for a smaller company uh-huh. that's maybe be, been there for about 40, 30, 40 years, kind of grittier, mm-hmm. older, like don't be a pussy kind of mentality, but he really likes what he does. What advice would you give somebody like that? This is the cool thing is I would say right industry, wrong place. Okay. Yeah. Simple as that because Easy. you're you're working for this person and you don't have to. You're a licensed technician. You have experience. There's a bigger company out there or there's a different company that actually cares mm-hmm. and cares about their employees. Yeah. You know, so jump. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. Right industry, wrong company. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at that a lot. So it's keep doing what you're doing. You know, if they're not providing the PPE that you you need or you want, go somewhere that is, mm-hmm. you know, bigger companies, bigger industries across the board. They're going to go off of the strictest law, most likely out of the strictest state. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that for sure, but I would assume that's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. You know, if you have to wear a certain thickness of a nitro glove, that's probably what they're just buying for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if you don't have to wear gloves in your state spraying that product, they're probably going to make you do it anyway. Sure. You know, so find a different place, you know, that actually is going to take care of you. And I think you'll be fine. Well said. Yeah. I like that. But it, it really, it goes back even to the previous question with bed bugs how are you spraying? Where are you spraying? Why are you doing things that is, you know, it's like, why are you grabbing the handle of a, you know, the leaky backpack sprayer with your bare hands? Mm -hmm. Like, of course I'm going to think like, I just got that all over me. You know, I've told my stories. I've gotten sprayed in the face Mm -hmm. from an Axel machine. There was back pressure in it. Mm -hmm. Guy accidentally hit it when he was setting it on the tailgate my face was right there, sprayed me in the eye, sprayed me in the mouth. I ran to the hose. I didn't swallow. I just rinsed everything out. I've had bifin on my back because I switched to freaking backpack sprayer with the guy and it had bifin all over my back. I was sweating all day and then I had a sunburn. It looked like a sunburn. Of course, I think about those moments and say, what's that going to do to me in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, is there that long-term effect? Now, I was only exposed once not over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. But that one exposure, what is, you know, is that going to be a problem in the future? Maybe, maybe not. Most likely not. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like smoking a cigarette once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're probably not going to get lung cancer. Okay. You did it once, you know, even people are doing it for 40 years and they still don't get lung cancer. So, you know, we don't really know, but I'm, it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over and create a massive problem. I'm just going to be safe yeah. when I'm out in the field. Okay. You know, guys grab the little nitro gloves, they're putting it on, and they're using that every single house, spraying. They rip super easy. It's like, come on, <laughs> don't do not do that. You have yeah. these massive gloves that are super thick for a reason. You know, use them. Use them and use them wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Hopefully that helped with this question. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think it did. Did you want to add anything to that? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. All right. Well, that was the Q&A segment. Thank you for sending those questions in. Yes. It was fun. Yes. I always like answering. Yeah, I agreed. 
And anytime we post something or you see our stories or, you know, whether it's the DNA or if it's our personal ones you follow, even if it's not related to the post and you have just a random question, throw it out there. Yeah. We love reading these and we love diving into these questions. I mean, I know some in the past we've gone through like 10 questions, just like rapid fire and ones like this, we'll get to dive in a little bit deeper. So no questions too big or too small. We're not going to make fun of you on the air. We might send you a <laughs> message after, but no, seriously, like, you know, message in because we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. But Q&A for November. Yes. Done. And it is going to go in November. Yeah, we're pre-recording this because we're prepared. So please, <laughs> please, please, if there is anything else you guys want to hear from us, you guys want to see from us, send it in on our website, social media, direct message us. And thank you again for listening to the DNA Pest Control Podcast.